What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Friday, August 10th. Doing this one on time, people. 2012, and you guys are listening to episode number 72. Uh, It is a dark, gloomy, rainy day here in New York. We got thunderstorms in the forecast for the next, I think, two to three days, and there's weather warnings all over the news. It's been pouring, it's been lightning, it's been thundering, and if you know anything about me or if you heard me talk about it before, it's right up my alley. I love bad weather. I love the rain. It's just going to be a nice, uh, relaxing, lazy movie type of weekend, sitting home, chilling, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So I uh, got a great episode here for you, uh, packed with everything. We're going to talk about uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I know that I saw that movie um, like a week and a half later than, than its release, and, and you know, and now I'm getting to it a little late, but I said I would review it. I'm definitely going to review it. I got a lot to talk about with it, and uh, it seems that everybody's battling me with my opinion of Dark Knight Rises. So uh, I definitely don't have the popular argument, I don't think, but I got to, um, you know, regardless, review it, talk about it. That is, bless you, baby, bless you. That is my daughter in the background. She's laying on her mat there playing with something, so I'm probably going to have to pause this a few times during this podcast, but you guys will not know the difference. Uh, It'll seem like the regular show to you, but for me, it's probably going to take three fucking hours. Uh, anyway, so we're going to talk some Dark Knight Rises, we're going to, I got a new Unacceptable for the week, we're going to talk some Olympics, um, talk about my vacation with the family, and also some plugs with some upcoming comedy shows, so it will be a good, packed out, Verzi Effect podcast show for you, if you're in the car right now listening, or if you're in the gym, sit back, relax, and, uh, enjoy, enjoy, I got a lot of shit to talk about here, so... Um, I guess I'll first get into my, my vacation. Oh, before I get into that, let me just say that, um, I have been working with iTunes, iTunes and I have been going back and forth and the issue with the Verzi effect logo and downloading episodes is being resolved. Now it should be done in a day or so. So that was good news. Um, I believe it was just something that needed to be installed and a couple of steps that, uh, we needed to take care of and, uh, that should be up and running soon so it'll be easier than ever to download the podcasts and I know that the first 10 are hard to find I I don't know if you could get them off my website I got to look into that but all the other ones um, there is actually a way to get them all I'll figure that out but all the other ones will be much easier to download the logo will be back up and uh, we'll be good to go so the Verzi Effect podcast is uh, alive and well and stronger than ever and it should be um, going really soon with that issue uh, also, again, thanks for the comments. I really appreciate it. The comments are awesome, and so is all the feedback. Okay, so now uh, I'll get into the uh, vacation. I was able to, you know, after doing a ton of shows and a ton of traveling, you know, the Indianapolis shows and then running around New York City and, you know, taking cars and cabs and fucking planes and all the shit that Texas and Atlanta, so many shows over the past couple of months, and it was so nice to not think about telling a joke or or writing a joke even thinking about comedy for a few days uh with my family we went to lake george in upstate new york it was an awesome time three nights and four days and um i'll get into that story in one second i have to pause it you guys won't notice it i will be right back 
Okay, I am back. Um, had to rock my daughter to sleep. I swear to God, this kid just eats and sleeps every 20 minutes. It's She's never... There's no naps that last long with my daughter. Anyways, so we go to Lake George for three nights and four days, and it couldn't have been more relaxing. Just drank a lot. The funny thing is you talk shit like you're going to do a lot. I'm like, yeah, no, parasail, go get out of boat, go fishing. Jet ski did none of that shit. I just drank. I ate like a pig at night. Actually, I didn't do too bad with the eating. I drank some booze, though. And just relaxed, man. Slept, got some naps in, laid by the, you know, laid outside, laid in the sun. Just just enjoyed it, man, with the family. Not thinking about any kind of business stuff, and it was really cool. Um, it was actually nice because the building, the, the hotel we were staying at was right on the lake, and there were a lot of buildings. And our building was right, well, not a lot, but like there was like two buildings in the front, a couple in the back. Ours was right on the lake, but there was no reception. And I got Verizon. And there was still no reception. Verizon usually picks something up. So it was almost like we were further away than upstate New York and Lake George because of the the reception. Just, you know, you felt like you didn't have a phone, almost like you were on a cruise. And it was awesome, man. It was awesome to be there with, uh, you know, um, my older brother was there. My sister was there. It It was cool. My kids, you know, my wife, my mom. Uh, my stepdad was there. It was nice. It was just a really cool, just relax, you know, kind of go at your own pace type thing. Go to dinners at night and, and just really um, enjoy the family. You know, I was doing so much before, like I said, so it was just really nice to enjoy the family. Um, I actually got to play golf out there. And, you know, golf is not something you'd think people would do in Lake George, but they have a nice, you know, a, a decent course out there, like right around the uh, around the lake. And I got to tell you, this golfing borderline ruined my, it it like ruined a day of my vacation. Because here's what happened. We go out golfing and I'm competitive and I'm a good golfer when I golf. Like if I golf once or twice a week, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a decent golfer. But you know, if it's once a month, you know, my schedule, it's so hard. So the last time I was really able to play golf was when I was in Indianapolis and then I got back and a week and a half goes by and you know so anyway we booked this golf out there and early tea time which did suck because I'm on vacation I like to sleep I'm not one of these people you know these people that go on vacation they gotta wake up as soon as the fucking sun comes out and they gotta get every fucking everything in they gotta like go to breakfast see every shop lay on the beach do like I'm not one of those people you know what I mean when I go away on vacation it's like a vacation to me is I'm gonna fucking sleep until noon wake up eat Maybe go back to sleep, go by the pool, take a nap, go out to dinner, you know, something, you know, it's got to involve a lot of sleeping and just kind of going at your own pace. So anyway, the, the tea time that was booked was like 8.40 in the morning, which did kind of suck because you had to be up early, eat breakfast, but I passed out the night before early, so it wasn't so bad. So we go to this golf course and I'm excited. You know, I got my clubs, I'm ready to go, I got my new golf shoes, my Adidas golf shoes, which I like, I'm, I'm excited, I'm like, I'm going to play some good golf, I'm up this early playing, I'm going to play good. First few holes, I'm killing it, and I'm like, alright man, this is this is, this is going to be a good golf day, I think. Next hole, kill it, next hole, kill it. By the time I was done the first nine, I was shooting in the low 40s, I was like, this is amazing, I think I shot a 44 and even gave some away, I could have shot close to a 40, shot a 44 on the front nine, I'm like, alright man, I'm playing some really good golf, I was on the green, I was making some putts, 
you know, no more than two putting. My 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 irons were good. I worked stuff out. Everything was good. My drive was, you know, right there on the fairway or hanging on if it wasn't right on the fairway. And I'm going, this is going to be good. Didn't drink any alcohol. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not drinking any alcohol. I'm playing good. I want to, you know, see, you know, because usually, you know, if I break 100, I'm happy. With the amount of times I play, if I shoot in the 90s, I'm like, all right, it wasn't terrible. If I break 90, I'm like, that's really good. I'm on pace now to where if I kept playing, I thought maybe I could even break 85 because I always play better on the second nine. I always play better on the, uh, you know, on the back nine because I've already got some holes under my belt. I'm swinging the golf clubs and I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be, I'm going to have a round here. This is going to be good. So I start to uh, tee off on the 10th hole, which was a, a par three with overlooking the lake. Really nice. Ball goes left to the green, but not in the sand. I get it on. I ended up bogeying it. I got a four. So I was like, all right, you know, I probably should have should have got a three, but whatever. No, I'm sorry. I got a five because I didn't get it on in the second chip. I got a five, and that pissed me off. Anyway, I'm going to make a long story short here on the back nine, Okay. I shot a 44 on the front thinking, holy shit, not only am I going to break 100 easily, but now I'm going to probably break 90 and maybe even like, could I approach low 80s? Like this is, this can happen. I shot a fucking 59. I'm going to repeat that. I shot a fucking 59. Nine on the back nine made me shoot a 103. I was sick. I was sick to my stomach. I, I swear to God. And the thing is, on the back nine, I had some sixes. I had some fours. I had four holes. Four holes on the back that were three eights and a ten. And I'm not one of these people that doesn't fucking score it right, you know, kick it out of the woods and hit it. No, I, 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 I keep track of every shot. And I shot a 103. Absolutely sick. Sick, disgusted, unacceptable. That's not going to be unacceptable for the week, but that's going to be a bonus unacceptable, okay? Because I know there are a couple of weeks where I miss unacceptable, so this is a bonus throw-in. Unacceptable for the week is me shooting a 44 on the front nine and then a fucking 59 on the back. Borderline ruined half my afternoon. Could, got me. I was sick to my stomach. I don't know what happened. It was the weirdest thing. I always play, and I'm not talking about, oh, yeah, maybe it was the pressure because you were going to break 90. No, no, no. I always play better on the back. Doesn't matter what my score is. On the back, I play better. It was something I was doing because with my drive, the ball was going left. Usually when I'm hitting the ball, you know, not, when I'm hitting the ball bad, I'm going right. The ball's drifting right, fading right, sailing right, slicing a little bit, you know, but this was shooting left. And it was going in the woods, fucking me up. It was bad. So that was the one golf story that sucked. And that was the one, I should say, that was the one vacation story that sucked. But at the end of the day, I shot a 103. I was playing golf. It could be a lot worse. And uh, we had a great time. So it's it's good to be back. And then the night I get back, I went down to the city to go to... Um, Go to a little gathering of comedians down in the city, a good networking thing. But um, it's nice to get that time with your family especially. And it made me realize, holy shit, man, I need a vacation where we go for two weeks away from everything. And I love my kids, and being with the kids was great. And I wouldn't go to Lake George without the kids, but they're, you know, 
even my wife was saying to a real vacation like when you could really relax and do nothing and have no responsibilities when the kids don't come so i mean I, i'm looking forward to doing one of those soon but i gotta tell you playing with my my son my daughter's a little too young right now playing with my son in the pool and hanging with my son you know took taking a nap watching tv with him after we play in the pool together it was unreal man like you know he he's really attached to his dad now and he wants to kind of you know he was really you know into mom everything was mom 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 and now it's really opposite to the point where like he'll tell my wife like no I want daddy to do this I want daddy to do that and it's it's kind of nice like you know because I know it's just a phase but it's nice that like he's starting to I don't know have this bond with me that's that's really awesome man and like I love playing in the pool with him and stuff and and just hanging with him you know I'll tell him a story when he goes to bed and he'll ask me hey can you just stay with me you know for a little bit it's it's the best so I wouldn't trade that at all and and I truly enjoyed it but at the same time like if they could stay with family members if you go to like a Caribbean island for a week and you just drink and lay out on the beach and do fucking nothing that sounds phenomenal I think I got to fit one of those in one of those in pretty soon but that was the trip to um, to uh, Lake George, and it was it was really nice. I, I would recommend it, especially if you're in New York. You can't beat it. You know, you go to the beach, you do whatever. They got a ton of shit to eat. You know, just relax and hang. So, um, and I guess since I just spoke about the golf, I will go right into the Olympics, which I wanted to talk about. That'll be the sports. Uh, I'm gonna save the Dark Knight Rises for towards the end of the podcast because I'm gonna review it longer than I reviewed any movie. I've been battling with people, so it's gonna be, uh, you know, you're gonna get that, you're gonna get me at my best with that as far as really showing passion into what I felt about a movie and showing my argument. Um, if you like Dark Knight Rises, you might not like this, but um, I mean, I'm not gonna absolutely destroy it, but I have issues with it. But I'm gonna save that for the end, and that'll be like the you know, the main portion of this uh, podcast here. But let me get into the Olympics first. Um, I got to tell you guys, I'm watching these fucking Olympics and I am enjoying them more, maybe more than I've ever enjoyed Olympics ever. I don't know if it's because I'm a night person and they show the replay at night so it gives me something to watch. Maybe that's what it is. But I got to tell you, this shit is exciting. Like, I think it's the way they do the backstories with people, you know, and then they're just like, oh, you know... here's what it is I think dedicating four to eight years on practicing something eight to twelve hours a day and then watching these people fucking break down or 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 step up is so intriguing to me you know to see that you could put that much work in but I gotta tell you I was watching Usain Bolt's races and I've never seen and actually nobody has because he's the fastest man to ever walk on this planet but that fucking dude that fucking 100 meter when he came out and then like the last 20 whatever it was the last 20 he just looked like he just shot out of a gun it was amazing and then he did it with the 200 meters watching a guy run like that was really awesome man like the people that were there were just talking about how incredible it was to hear 80,000 people go nuts because this guy was just that fast and the more I think about it I'm like shit man I really wish I could see that guy run uh, live because Imagine seeing somebody run so fast that they're just a blur and it's something that nobody's ever seen before. How cool is that? You know, it's like the fastest person on land ever, just fucking destroying shit. Um, Amazing, amazing. Um, But one of the craziest things and one of, now that I found this out, I think it's the gutsiest thing I've ever seen in my life 
the dude from the relay team who went first and he was fucking running with a broken fibula. The guy ran a half half of his lap with a broken leg and still gave the baton in second place to the US to I guess qualify. I've never heard of anything. The guy's name Manus or something, McManus or something, I don't know. But it was a guy that went first in a US men's relay team and they were like, "Oh, he's kind of slow. He's fading." And he and he still like caught up and like ended up giving the guy, the next guy on the US the baton uh and and we were in second place at the time. And then he kind of like limped off and you're like, "Oh, he thought he maybe had a cramp. He had a broken leg." That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. Could you imagine that? I couldn't do a slow walk with a broken leg. This guy ran around an Olympic track and stayed in second place against world-class athletes competing for a medal with a broken leg. Like, anybody else falls down in that situation, goes to the hospital. That was amazing, man. That was amazing. I also got into the wrestler that won today. I watched some of that. Um, it's been it's awesome. And I even got into the diving. Because, like, the, the diving is so... The diving is so good that the, the, like the splash goes up a certain amount. Could you imagine jumping into water almost 40 feet? That's almost four stories. Okay, three and a half stories of a building and you're jumping into water. Okay, 35 feet or whatever it is. And you do a minimal splash because you go in like a fucking pin, pin drop. I mean, that's amazing. And these people are losing points and getting deductions because like either the hand entry or whatever. Amazing shit. I really, I'm enjoying this shit, man. Women's soccer, U.S. soccer team won. That was awesome. I didn't get to watch that. Um, the volleyball, the women's volleyball. I, I just, I'm into it, man. I like it. I'm waiting for the, I enjoy myself so much watching these summer games that I'm actually thinking about maybe if it's a possibility to go out to Rio in four years with a couple of friends or whatever and just go out there and just watch watch the Olympics, like go out there for a week on vacation and just watch the Olympics and have a good time out there. I'm actually thinking about doing it. Go to Rio de Janeiro out there in Brazil. That'd be fucking amazing. That's how much fun I had. It's going to suck to not see Michael Phelps, but whatever, you know. The swimming, you know, it, it, the swimming, even though it's fast, like they're all kind of fast. Like it's a matter of seconds. Like, I mean, it's a matter of tenths of seconds. Like it's so... Like, from when you touch the wall, the next guy touches the wall. Everybody's kind of right there. The thing about the Usain Bolt is, like, he, he just fucking just destroy. Like, it's like a pack, and then he just comes out of it, which I think is really exciting. It's like human horses. It's incredible. It really is. Even these fucking chicks throwing up balls and catching them with their feet and catching batons or whatever the hell they're throwing. It's incredible. Like, like some, like it makes. It, you know, it's funny though. I was actually thinking to myself, delusional. I'm like, man, if I, if I fucking, what am I gonna train for for the next four years? Like, if there was darts, I would just go to bars at night and just start fucking wrecking people in darts. I would dedicate four years to. I'd probably get divorced just because I want to win a gold medal in darts. I wish I had the comedy Olympics, like real comedy Olympics, where like I told a joke and then like some guy from Romania told a joke. <laughs> but nobody would know like know what he said or what I said to each other's crowd. And there were judges on points. You got like deductions for cursing. Or you got deductions for like not being original. And I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway. Uh, the Olympics has been, has been great. 
you know, the 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 one thing I can't get into, I can't really get into like the rowing and the canoeing. Like I was saying, I just think the rowing is is like, I don't know. I'll tell you what's crazy: those guys that swim that open water marathon, where they're just swimming for two fucking hours, <laughs> they're just swimming for two hours in open water, and like people are trying to give them water and food while they're doing it. I mean, you just get exhausted looking at it. Some of the things that people can do in this world, it's amazing. Like, it's in this lifetime, it's incredible. The decathlon guy. Could you imagine throwing a javelin, a discus, doing all that shit, and then running 1,500 meters to, I mean, I'm excited for the next Olympics. I'm excited for the Winter Games. I'm loving it. I am loving this shit. Um, unacceptable for the week is has to do with the Olympics. So I'm almost 20 minutes, I'm over 20 minutes in here. So I'm going to do the unacceptable for the week and then we're going to get into Dark Knight Rises for a while. All right. Unacceptable for the week are the bad questions NBC is asking to these athletes who either win or lose. You know, they're always just like, what are you thinking when you, I mean, all that hard work, you know, what, what were you thinking when you crossed it and you realized, you know, you didn't quite get gold, but you gave it your all and you got silver. Like, how did, what is that person supposed to say? Like, you know, I'm fucking heated, dude. I'm, I'm pissed off. I should have got gold. I can't stand that ass. So I've been training with him for four fucking years. You know, like, what is he supposed to say? He's got to have to be gracious. Or, oh my God, you won the gold. And, you know, and, and, and what do you think? You won the gold. Is that, is that, yeah, I'm happy. I've been training my whole life for it. I could break down and cry, and instead i got to sit here and get an interview from you. It's ridiculous. Stop asking them stupid questions. The heartbreaking questions, too, are the worst. Like, what do you think your mom would think if... It, like, I don't understand. It's just, how about congratulations, that was amazing, all that hard work paid off, you must feel, this must feel amazing. That's different, that's like, yes, I am, that, thank you so much, it was, it was hard work, but obviously, it was, not, when, when you fucking cross the finish line, where you, how did it, how did it really feel? Because they all say the same thing, oh, it's surreal, it's amazing, hasn't sunk in yet. I'm waiting for a good question, unacceptable question is, how does it feel that you won the gold or didn't win the gold? Unacceptable for the week. That's a perfect unacceptable for the week, too, because you're going to watch it. Watch it. You'll see it a million times tonight. Watch it. When they show it again on NBC tonight, watch how many times. They say, what were you thinking? And they find, like, roundabout ways to do it. How did it feel when you just, were you, were, was it amazing? Like, was it just, you know, or did you think, I, I should do it? Like, it's just the stupidest thing. These people, been, like, that's the dumbest thing ever. That's like somebody not eating for a month and then biting a sandwich. And like, what did you think when you, I mean, you were that hungry for a month, I mean, 30 days, your stomach was ground, and then you bit that fucking big juicy burger. How did that make you feel? I don't know, amazing, and it prevented me from death. It was fucking awesome. What do you, I just don't, I, I, this is the stupidest thing, and I understand the network has to, like, fill time and do things, but ask a good question. Ask a smart question, you know. How about this? During that time, did you cramp up and think maybe you couldn't do it and you had to like go through? So that's a good question. Was your legs cramping because you looked like you slowed down a little bit? Your legs were cramping. Was that something that was on your mind or was there no pain on your mind and you didn't care what you're like? That's a decent question. Not like, so when you won, like when, when you saw the flag going up and they were playing the national anthem, was that just like, 
was that on? Was that amazing? Were you thinking? It's like, yes, it was. Fu- it was incredible. It was absolutely amazing. You know what I'd love if the athlete was just, and I know they want to be humble and stuff, but if the athlete was like, what do you think? What do you think, Bob Costas? What do you think, Dan Patrick? Something about Dan Patrick's face and whole, I just don't like Dan Patrick. There's something about him. I think I saw him interview somebody on ESPN once, and he was just really kind of like just a jerk to the person. And I remember going, I don't like this guy at all. Oh, got to charge this thing. Hold on one sec. All right, so... Yeah, I just, you know, the questions, Bob Casas and, and, and Dan Patrick, and I know they're, they're just doing their job. And, you know, Casas is better, I think, than, than Dan Patrick, but just I just don't, it's just the same. Even on the Today Show, like Matt Lauer and those people, I'm just watching it and I'm going, this is, I got to make this an unacceptable for the week. That's like saying to somebody, hey, what did you, when you had that cramp in your back and you got that massage, you got that full body massage and they were, they, they put hot rocks on your back. Yeah, and then they jerked you they jerked you off afterwards. How'd that feel? How did that feel when, when you just had that release and you, you didn't have pain in your back and, and you got jerked off? Like did that feel was that was it amazing? Of course it was. It was everything I hoped it would be, you jackass. Alright. So that that's I'm I'm enjoying the Olympics. The stupid question is unacceptable for the week. I gave you guys two unacceptables for the week. Alright? My horrible golf golfing on the sick on the back nine of my round on vacation and the question how does it feel next time somebody does something great just go up to him and squint your eyes and look at him go how did that feel when you just that's amazing um oh come on sophia don't do it to me now okay so we're 25 minutes in guys and it's about that time we are going to talk some batman some dark knight rises i went to this movie with the highest of hopes, the highest of expectations. I performed at Levity Live the the Thursday uh, before before I went away. We went away Friday morning. I performed at Levity Live, uh, and then right from there we went to the IMAX theater, and uh, it was very nice. We got in. We got into the movie right in the nick of time. IMAX, huge screen from floor to ceiling. We had good seats. I went with uh, Chris Italia, my manager, and uh, Joe Matarese. Joe Matarese bailed out in the first 10 minutes because he basically looked bored to death, but he said he had to get home to his kids. But, uh, you know, I I was just like, I hope this gets better. It probably will. Um, But you can't judge a movie in the first 10 minutes. So I go into the movie, and I'm psyched. I'm ready to go. I'm like, this is going to be a sick villain. I'm hearing great things. I did hear one or two people go, I hated it. I would have walked out. I should have walked out. And I'm like, wow, really? But that was like one or two people. And everybody else was like, geez, hold on. Oh, you guys don't have to hold on. I'm going to come right back to it. Okay, so I go into this theater with the uh, with unbelievable expectations. All right, the, and the movie starts. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking psyched. Okay, Matteris leaves, and I'm just like, all right, you know, and, and uh, Italia leans over to me. He's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, she, he's got to be home, whatever. So he's like, all right, well, and we're watching it. And then the opening scene, awesome. Fucking Bane was cool as hell. The plane scene, I'm like, oh, shit, dude, this is, this is all right, you know? And then I'm going, all right, man, so then uh, Batman's kind of out of the game for eight years, so he's going to... He's going to come back, and I'm just watching the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right. Um, 
20 minutes go by, and I'm like, all right. And then the first kind of scene with uh, Catwoman, which actually uh, did freak me out because I knew exactly the point of the movie where the shooting in Colorado happened. So it was just kind of weird. Like, at one point, I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, these people were watching this scene, and there was, like, guns and stuff, and then all of a sudden, somebody just came in and started doing that, which is, it was pretty nuts and eerie, just to, just to kind of, like, you just start looking around the theater, you're like, man, those poor people, like, if some dude came in here right now and started shooting, it's fucking horrible, you know, it, it totally just made me f- really feel even, even worse, you know, if possible, for those people, yeah, it's just fucking, it's just brutal, um, so I'm watching the movie and I'm like, all right, something's going to happen. And first of all, I the first thing I didn't like about the movie was I think the first time you see Catwoman or whatever, they didn't call her Catwoman, but the first time you see Anne Hathaway's character, she's got fucking ears on, okay? And I know I understand that she's at a costume party and everyone's got the mess, but she's the only one with cat ears on. Why? Because she's a cat burglar. Already put a bad taste in my mouth. I never liked any of the Catwomans. I think they're all stupid. She did a good job with it, like as far as it, but her character to me had absolutely nothing to do with it. Didn't need to be in it. It was just all over the place, and it seemed forced to do it. That's how I felt. That's how I took it. Now, here's another thing about me. Every every movie, you could go back to every podcast that I have done where I talked about movies. Every single one of them. And I don't hate on movies unless... Like, I don't go to a movie to try to be a dick and do that. Okay? I said Dark Knight with Heath Ledger was literally the godfather of superhero movies. It was amazing. I watch it on DVD still. It was great. It was the best superhero movies, the best Batman. It was better than Spider-Man. It was better than all of them, in my opinion. Okay? It really was. I went into this movie wanting, you know, to to have this great movie. And I'm not going to lie. The first half hour was really boring. There was a couple of scenes. But, like, even the gun scene with her. Like, even the gun scene where, like, she grabbed the gun and, like, hit it against a guy's head and threw it down. It was so unrealistic. It was just so over the top and unrealistic. So I already didn't like her. Now, Batman is, like, this weak, slower guy. Okay? But, um, you know, eight years goes by and he's kind of beaten and he's weaker and he's slower. Fine. Bane, badass. Okay? But here are the holes in the story. Okay? I liked Bane. And I liked certain scenes. I liked the thing that, that uh, Batman was flying in. Okay? But Batman was like this old man who needed, like, mechanical legs. You know, I never saw somebody in eight years go to that. Like, you just, all the, the they said, oh, it's his brain, the tissue, this and that. Guy had eight years off. He's Bruce Wayne. He's got all the money in the world. Can he? He could get a little, and be in a little better shape. Okay? Then he snaps out of it all of a sudden. All right? But... Here's here's what here here's a couple of the things. Okay, here are a couple of the holes. When he gets back, when when he when Bane and him fight, which was you know which was good. I mean the the fights with Bane were good. I thought Bane's voice was badass. I thought that uh, what is it uh, Tom Hardy? I thought he did a really good job with the character. I I really thought he was a badass. I thought so. I don't want to sit here and say the character wasn't good, but there were so many holes in the movie. For example. How the hell did Batman get back from that cave, okay, when he was in that prison in that cave that he had to jump, you know, do all this fucking acrobatics to get out of? A broken man, by the way, which he he got out of there. But how the hell did he get back to Gotham? He just showed up. He had no money, and all of his toys were taken away, 
Okay, and they thought he was dead. How did he get back there? They never explained that once. That's a huge hole. How about this? The guy in the prison who was helping him and telling him how to get out of there said that a vertebrae was protruding out of his back, so he punched it into place. He punched his disc or back into place and just hung him on a rope and goes, all right, when you heal, you got to stay like this to heal. And then he's able to jump and keep missing these tries where the rope is catching him. Okay, but that didn't do anything to his back. He was able to just heal and keep going. He was just able to heal and keep going. No fucking, no, not eating right, nothing like that. He's got the energy to do that. Fine, I get it, he's Batman. But all you nerds want to go, oh, he's Batman. Yeah, but you're also the same nerds who said, well, Batman's the most vulnerable. Batman, you know, Batman's not like other heroes. He's a man, he could be killed. Okay, so we could break his back and still jump. That was, it was just so over the top. It was, it was just ridiculous. And then the girl who backstabbed him, the chick that Bane loved and was doing this for, was like friends the whole time. And then at the end, just because he, he wants God, she wants to see Gotham burn. That's like, like she was with him the whole time, like helping, saying things that were helpful. She was one of four people who survived the whole fucking thing, her and Morgan Freeman and all this. And then just at the end, at the very, very end, like to ju- she just turns on him. It was stupid. Catwoman... Anne Hathaway's character. See, my daughter doesn't even agree with me. Uh, Anne Hathaway's character. Uh, she gives up Batman to Bane, leaves him for dead, and then he comes back and trusts her again because he sees good in her. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. I just feel like it had just so many holes in it. The movie had so many holes in it. What about when uh, Bruce Wayne leaves that prison, okay, and he does mysteriously show back at Gotham, and they never show how he did that because he had no friends, he had no toys, he had no money, and he was like a broken man in the middle of some fucking country or wherever the fuck he was, and all of a sudden he just shows up. Hey, what's going on? I need your help. To the woman that threw him to the wolves. Ridiculous. But then he gets back there and he goes to that court, that that chaotic court with the guy judging if you take death or, or, you know, whatever. When they walk on the ice. And how come nobody recognized him there? All of a sudden Bruce Wayne just shows up and he's sitting there and Morgan Freeman and the other girl happen to be there. Like, it's just so silly. And wouldn't Bane and all those people, you know, like make Morgan Freeman and them go away and just have the girl be the one to do it? Why would Why would they... It just didn't seem like real to me. And somebody made a good point to me. This other comedian said, yeah, and the way that Batman and, and you know, Batman's character and, and Anne Hathaway, uh, Catwoman, they end up together after all that stuff. Like, it just didn't add up. It didn't seem like that's what would happen. It seemed, it seemed forced. And there was something else I noticed that really bothered me. Because little fucking things like this when they happen in a movie really just disgust me. But... When they were, like, shooting at the cops, at the cops' feet, like, you could tell it was just so fake the way that, like, the bullets were hitting the thing. It looked so Hollywood and fake to me. I don't know. It was just something was with it, and I couldn't stand it, man. It was really tough for me to sit through. I'm not even going to lie. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but it was just so ridiculous. And then when I made this comment to people going, dude, I got to be honest with you, man. That movie had a lot of holes. It was really unrealistic, and I really didn't like it. Well, it's a a trilogy. 
It's a trilogy. You got to take it for the trilogy. If you watch all three, he did a good job closing. I don't give a shit. I don't pay twelve fucking dollars going out. Ah, well, it's a trilogy, so if it sucks, but it closes it. No, I want to see a good movie. I don't care if it's the if it's the last one of three. That's that's that doesn't make sense to me. It could be the last one of three and still be a dope ass movie. That's awesome, like the second one was. You know, I I just don't understand that whole mentality of the trilogy. You know. Or, or the, the sequel or the prequel or, or this need to happen. So you could still make it good. It was unrealistic. And then the bad guy, Bane's crying through fucking through his mask. He's crying because the woman he loved and she just wanted... Somebody else made a good point. and goes, yeah, he was in the friend zone. Bane was trying to get laid or whatever. He just loved this girl, so he helped her. And then another point somebody made to me, which is even more holes, is... Wait a minute. The girl that turned on him, Liam Neeson's daughter... She wanted to finish his work by watching Gotham burn, yet she hated her father for not allowing her and Bane to be. It was fucking stupid. It was a. St- it was. It was not well done. It was a lot of holes in it. It was forced. It was bullshit. There you go. I said it. The fact that Gotham went to hell that quickly and all those bombs went off. It was stupid. And they all were in a fucking library. Get the fuck out of here, man. Did not like it. Watch it again and tell me that Anne Hathaway's character should even be. It's It was stupid. And all the people that don't want to admit it or no, no. I was talking to somebody the other night when I was down in the city. All these comedians were talking. And I even had people who loved it, said they loved it. Even admit towards the end of the night, they were like, yeah, well, that one part too, that that, that was weird how that happened. It's It's bullshit. And listen, maybe it's just my opinion, and, 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 and it is my opinion. And if you liked it, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but please look at the movie from the standpoint of, I don't care about the comic books, okay? I don't care about it. I care about the movie, the, 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 the almost three hours, and it is another problem with it. You know? It's not Godfather. It's a fucking Batman movie, okay? And, and, and I'll say that for two hours and 45 minutes, you could have cut at least 45 minutes out of that movie and just got to the got to the point watch the movie again and tell me that catwoman's character should have even been in it so this strange girl who steals his shit is the reason why he exists at the end of it it doesn't make any sense and she was the reason that he could have been killed and for all she know he was killed but then all of a sudden now change of heart it's stupid and then she said, oh, your rule about guns, I can't deal with it. It's, shut up. Shut up. And the fucking fighting scenes with her, like I said before. When she took that gun and she smacked the guy's face with it and the guy just fell down. Are you kidding me? Anne Hathaway's like five foot two. It was so, it was really, I thought it was really, really forced. It bored me to tears. Bane was awesome. The plane scene at the beginning was awesome. Batman flying around, that was pretty cool. I was sitting there with Chris Italia, and Chris Italia will argue this with me and say, no, no, you got to take it for what it is. But I saw in his face when he was watching the movie, he didn't fucking love it. Then when we left, he's like, well, you got to take it for what it is. It's the three. He went right back to the fuck, just what everybody else does. They totally just digress back to the fact that they make excuses because they wanted it to be good. But I saw his face in the movie, you know, and maybe he did really like it. But I mean, come on, man. Like I said, Bane was good. The, the the plane scene at the beginning, some things, but even uh, even when uh, when um, Bruce Wayne finally got out of that cave, Chris even leaned over to me. He goes, "All right, man, now something should happen." That was two hours and fifteen minutes in, or two hours in. 
So, thumbs down for me. I'll say entertaining just because of the villain, and I really wanted to see how it would end. So I was into seeing it, but totally, totally disappointed in it. And maybe an awful, terrible movie, maybe that's too strong. I could name so many. I mean, the movie Ted was way better. The movie with uh, Jack Black, Bernie, I thought was way better. And I think hands down, I mean, to even co- try to compare this to the second one, it's not even close. But, I mean, the second one was the best Batman, best best movie. But come on, man. Don't, don't give me this whole shit. People going, oh, how could you say that? How can you say that? Because there were holes in it. I watch movies taking away the fact that it's a superhero movie. Take away the fact that it's a superhero movie in the comic books. A movie still shouldn't have holes in it. Okay, people, if you have to walk out of the movie and there were like three or four things that you're questioning how it happened, it wasn't tied together properly. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. If you go, well, yeah, and how the fuck did that happen? And then somebody else goes, yeah, well, the part that I didn't like was how did, you know, why did, uh, you know, why did that happen if he could have just done this? Yeah, and then the, the fucking nerds who know, that, well, no, what they were really trying to do, if you read the comic books, I didn't read the comic books. I paid $12 to see a movie. Actually, I got in for free, but you know what I'm saying. Spent a shitload of money on Twizzlers and popcorn and soda, whatever the hell I was drinking in there. And it just, it was, it just, listen, when you have a movie like Dark Knight with the, the second one with Heath Ledger, and you end it like that. You have to... I'm not saying it's going to ever be as good. I understand that. But you have to at least not be lazy. Come on. All of the police officers are underneath. So all this stuff was going on and homeless guys were popping out of the sewers. And no cops, nobody knew that there was some underground fucking tribe going on down there. Nobody knew it. No, just people would show up and, you know, some homeless guy would just be fucking... His body would be bobbing up and down next to the drain. And nobody even would look down there. Meanwhile, like the head villain who's going to wreck the city is down there with a bunch of like thugs. And nobody's talking about it. Not one cop knew. This has been going on for a while. Nobody fucking had any insight at all. So the cops just get trapped down there when they finally do. It was It's ridiculous. I like the second one because the second one, you had a crazy villain. He didn't want to see Gotham Fucking, he just wanted to mess with fucking heads. He wanted to have the game back and forth with Batman. He didn't care about money. He liked chaos. You know, smart. You know, what he did with the mobsters and their money and, and everything like that. And then at the end, the scene with the boats, giving the, the choice. And then the Harvey Dent thing. And Batman's got to save the day and then go away into exile. It was great. It was great. And then all of a sudden now, this movie comes out and you see the, you see the bad guy. And you're like, oh, dude, they got another good bad guy. This is going to be the shit, dude. This is awesome. And then Catwoman sitting there dancing, sneaking around shit, and all of a sudden Bruce Wayne trusts her. I don't know. I don't know. And I even went with her character for the first little bit. But the cheesy fight scene with her hitting the... At least make it realistic. In the Avengers, okay? In the Avengers where Scarlett Johansson's character... Was it Black Widow or whatever? When she was fighting, at least she kicked the shit out of him. And when she hit him, it looked real. Anne Hathaway just kind of like like backslapped a grown man with a gun. And he just like went down like a sack of potatoes. It's just so, it's, it was just so unbelievable. You know? It was just ridiculous. So, 
I, I, I'm half messing with the nerds here because I, I, I did, I did like some things in it, but overall, I was completely disappointed with the movie. I thought the movie was completely overrated. And once again, people that waited a really long time and something came out, they find ways for it to be good. If the, if there weren't at least two or three times in that movie where 25 minutes went by, where you weren't bored to tears, I have no idea what you were watching. And the Robin character, the, you know, the, the Robin character guy, he he knew everything, you know, super cop and all this shit. And it was just, it was, you know... Yeah, punch his vertebrae, punch his disc back in place, and then let him let him heal by, you know, hanging on to a rope. And then, of course, oh, you got to do it without the rope, and then he does it without the rope, the second person ever. You know, I mean, I just, whatever. And, you know, Bane's face is messed up because he got the shit kicked out of him because he saved the girl, and now he's still loyal to the girl, and the girl basically treats him like shit, and he's willing to, like, do all this shit. I, I don't know. And here's another thing. Batman, the actual character of Batman was not in this movie a lot. That's another thing. It was a, a broken down, beaten up Bruce Wayne through most of it. And you don't see and when you do see him, he's like he, you didn't see a lot of him. I mean, it, it was just it wasn't I, I just I, I was really wanted more. I wanted more. A two hour and forty five minute follow up to the Joker legendary performance, and you're going to give me this shit? You're going to give me Anne Hathaway with a fucking pair of ears on, running around? It was, are you serious? And then he ends up with her, the bitch almost had him killed? Who would do that? You ended it with that. That's the thing. It's over. So it's not like, so he ended up with Catwoman. The woman that sold him down, just because why he trusted her, that's the most ridiculous story I've ever, that doesn't make any sense. And if that's the case, and Batman's just a pussy whip jerk off, and I don't like him as a superhero, then you're gonna throw. What he should have done is acted like he trusted her, and then had her killed or something, or thrown her to the wolves, and then it should have ended that way or something, not ending up with her, because she just decided she was. How do you know I'm not gonna do this? I, I have a feeling you're. There's more to you than that. What, there's more to her than what? Throwing you to a dude that nearly killed you and broke your back and just put her head down assuming you were dead? Then you're going to go talk to her again? It's so fucking dumb, dude. It's dumb. Gotham needs a fuck. Gotham needs a better fucking ending. That's what it needs. The whole place is up in shambles and everything and all of a sudden he comes back and with her and everything's better real quick. Did anybody notice that too? How the city got, uh, things kind of came b- better really quickly. Oh my god, it was a get him into the theater, let's give him a little thing, everything will be better in the end. It's fucking insulting. And they could have made Bane, they could have done, even though he was awesome, and he was awesome, he was bad as hell, his voice was great, I'm not going to say that. But they could have made it like, they could have made it so much more brutal. They could have just done a better job with it. You know, Anne Hathaway's character, like, she just played... You know what she played? She played a girl at a nightclub who just hops from guy to guy depending on who's going to get her a fucking drink. And she had a pair of ears on doing it, and she was a superhero. It was It was so stupid. And she jumped out of a window 
And she landed on the thing, and I guess, like, that's what she does. So I, I can't even have a problem with her jumping and, like, you know, being, like, kind of whatever. Agile. But come on, you can't, I don't care who it is, make it realistic. You Let alone, a, you know, not nobody, let alone a woman could just, like, kind of bitch slap somebody with a gun and knock them out the way she did. It was so fake choreographed. Hollywoodized fight at the beginning of that scene. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could go on and on here. But those are really great points, so think about it. Think about how Batman got back after he got out of the cave, okay? Think about how his back and vertebrae got punched, and then he kept trying with the rope to get up, and he kept falling, and you heard the crack of the rope in his back, and he kept healing. But then without a rope, he ends up having the fucking strength and ability to do that. Think about that, okay? Also think about... The girl that turned on him at the end. How many other opportunities? Like how long she waited to get it done. Also when he showed up to the court. Nobody recognized him. And again I'm not. These are all things that as just a movie goer. I'm like wait a minute. And I'll watch it again. And if I'm wrong about any of these points. Then fine. You know I'll, I'll be wrong about it. But I just. It, I, it had a lot of holes in it. And I don't think that it, it deserved that. Like I, you know. I just I really don't. Although Michael Caine's acting actually stole a lot of the movie. Michael Caine's acting in Bane. So, you know, that's what I'll say. Sorry, Batman fans. But you can't you can't do a two-hour and 45-minute movie and leave that much time and nothing going on. And some bullshit, you know. And I didn't even like how they did Gary Oldman's, like, uh, Gary Oldman. I like his acting, of course. He's great. But just like the way they made his character. It just seemed like the second one, they were just so much smarter and like, you know, they, they were on top of things. And then this one, it just all went to shit. And then the football game, like there's explosives going on and the fucking Heinz, I gotta watch Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward get a movie credit by just still keep, just kept running. Fucking stupid. Ridiculous. You know what? I'm just gonna watch Dark Knight, the, the, the real movie with the Joker and I'll be happy with that. But I can't believe they went out there. It was cool that Batman saved him. I like how he saved him at the end with the bomb. I was fine with that ending. Like the whole bomb thing. Oh, and there's another point. Somebody said she stabbed him. She stabbed him through the fucking, like through the, 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 the you know, into his thing. And all of a sudden he had the strength and he just kept getting better. He wasn't bleeding. He was able to fly a nuclear weapon with, you know, ble- bleeding like that. Yeah, that's, that's reality. That's definitely stunk. Fucking stupid. That's how I feel about it. I'll take all your shit. I am willing to take all of it. You want to email me, text me, battle me, I will do it. I will fucking do it. Okay? I'm not backing down on this one. This movie failed me. And if it didn't fail you, then you're not used to going to the movies a lot because you obviously are not a responsible enough moviegoer to see that there were fucking holes in that movie you could have drove a fucking truck through. Period. Okay? You are a fucking comic book nerd who wanted to like something. And I will give you that the fucking characters were kind of cool. But it was an unrealistic story. Catwoman had no business even being there. They didn't even have to put her in there. They didn't have to do it. People go, oh, no, Anne Hathaway, she's the best one. She's, but what does that have to do with anything? I don't care if she's the best one. She didn't need to be in it. It was stupid. If she ever tried gra- hitting me in the head with a gun, you could grab her by the fuck. She, she's like 
five foot nothing. It was this unrealistic choreographed fight bullshit. The Bane and Batman fight was pretty cool. And then Bane turned into a love uh, turned into a love scene with the girl where he was crying. He was crying through his mask. Guy's willing to fucking jump out of planes and shit and have planes crash. And he's fucking ruthless. He'll snap somebody's neck. But he's going to cry for a chick that doesn't want anything to fucking do with him. Alright, I'm done. But go see it. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen if you want to go see it, go see it. I'm going to watch it again and I'm going to I'm going to watch it with a nerd. I want to watch it with a fucking Batman nut job like DC I want I want to sit down with somebody who knows Batman front to back and I'm just going to say okay, I know you let's talk about the holes now. Why don't you fill these gaping holes in the character? I mean in the, in the movie. Silly. It just got silly. It got too much. It got silly. And I hate to say that about Christopher Nolan, but it did. All right, everybody. That was the, that was my reasoning. And listen, I go. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. Okay, I go to the movies probably more than ninety percent of the people that listen to this podcast. Probably, maybe even more than that. As a comedian on the road, that's what I do. That's what a lot of comedians do. Okay, I wake up, I eat lunch or a late breakfast, and then I go to the movie theater and I watch a movie. And you know what? I either do it that night or the next day too. I'm seeing two or three movies a week sometimes. Okay, and I, you know, I've seen movies a lot, and everybody's entitled to their opinion of a movie, and that's fine. But you cannot tell me that if you watch movies that there weren't holes that were just clearly not answered. And that's frustrating when you when it's a follow-up to a great one. That's all I'm saying. Okay? I've had feelings in movies where I've gotten the chills. I've had feelings in movies where I've, I was inspired. A character, the, the acting, the story, the message, the way it comes together, all of that shit. The, the cinematography, the way the cameras and the angles, all that shit. Okay, give you a feeling. You want to walk away good. This, I started out like, okay, and then I watched Anne Hathaway drive around on a fucking motorcycle with cat ears on, man. It's silly. Okay, now, you, you just, you, the only way you could do it was without a rope. Let me guess, is he going to do it without the rope? Of course he's going to do it without the rope. Bored me to tears. If you liked it, God bless you, but I think I'm right on this one. I'm willing to battle anybody choreographed fights, fake-looking bullet things, like little like sparks on the ground with bullets. Fucking awful. Shame on you for... Fu- Shame on them for making the fucking villain look so cool in the coming attraction. Watch the coming attraction again. What's the coming attraction? A broken-down Batman and Bane going after him. That's what everybody chased. Right? Maybe a quick little Anne Hathaway, something like that. Then you watch the movie bunch of rats in a sewer causing crime no fucking nobody thought about it and Matthew Modine's character he wants nothing to do with it and then all of a sudden he's on the front line taking like like what it was it was yes no that's what it was yes no no okay yes that's what the movie was fucking bullshit all right I'm done that's it dark knight rises that's what it did for me sorry there's my review I'm willing to take it let's go all right, everybody. That was uh, that was the podcast, pretty much. 
And uh, now I'm going to do some plugs. Uh, what do we got going on? Tuesday. This Tuesday, I will be doing awesome. One of the top shows in America. One of the top produced shows in the country for comedy is the Comedy Juice Show that will be at Gotham Comedy Club on a Tuesday. It is a phenomenal Tuesday. I've done two of these before. It is a Tuesday that feels like a weekend. The people come out. It's a great show. So come out to Gotham Comedy Club in New York City on Tuesday, August 14th. Then I will be... Uh, I think I just got added something. Yes. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's a private thing that nobody could actually go to. That's Friday. Okay, I will be headlining comics. So Gotham Comedy Club, the 14th. Then I will be headlining, at, and I, think, I believe that's 10 p.m. You could check their website for the Comedy Juice Show. I'll also post it on my Facebook. That's August 14th. Also, August 19th, I will be headlining once again at Foxwoods. Casino, the Comics Comedy Club at Foxwoods Casino. August 19th, I'll be there with my buddy James Goff. It should be a great show. We're going to have a great time. I'm doing a bunch of new material. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Last time I was there, I was touching on some of the new material that I'm actually really kind of like you know developing now. So um, it should be really good. It should be a fun time. Last time um, I had a good time, so come out. You know, casino crowds are definitely different than comedy club crowds, but this one's a cool. This one's a good one. So uh, that's comics at Foxwoods, August the nineteenth, which is Sunday. So this Tuesday, um, and then and then Sunday the nineteenth, and um, September tenth. Just just if you're gonna be out there, because I you know I had some people saying, oh, I didn't know you're gonna be there. I want to hear it on the podcast, or I had people come out to see me in Vegas last time I was there because I heard it on the podcast. If you are in Las Vegas any time during September 10th through the 16th, I will be performing at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand less than a month away, September 10th through the 16th. I will be in Vegas. It's a new venue. I heard his, I mean, I was at his last venue twice at the Tropicana and it was awesome. This I'm hearing is beautiful and that much better. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, if you're in the area, you want to come out, come and see me and try to talk me into the Dark Knight Rises being uh, good. All right. I will talk to everybody on episode 73. And that's it. Go USA.